I'm Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of the San Francisco Chronicle, and today on Fifth Admission, public schools across San Francisco are preparing to close as officials work to contain the coronavirus. This decision comes a day after the school officials said they likely would not close schools due to the significant trickle-down effect it could have on the community. Our story today was exclusively reported by Jill Tucker, who is still working on it on deadline. So joining me to discuss it is Trisha Tadani, who wrote a FAQ for our website, giving parents everything they need to know about this three-week closure. So Trisha, first of all, can you explain why the sudden change? It was just yesterday, uh, Wednesday, that school officials said they most certainly wouldn't close the schools. Yeah, so yesterday they um, they announced that they closed Lakeshore Elementary after four students reported respiratory illnesses. Now, in the last 24 hours, we have seen just how many cases have been reported and just how rapidly the situation is changing. So today officials decided that, you know, because of how unpredictable these next couple of weeks or months are going to be, it's going to be more disruptive if they approach this in a piecemeal way of, you know, closing one school here, another school there, and then opening up another one. So they decided for um, at least three weeks that they'll just close all of the schools. But again, there's a caveat that this is so evolving and so unpredictable that, you know, we, we actually don't know how long it could end up being. And so how long do we know it is right now? How long will children be out of school? Yeah, so right now, um, the closure will officially start on Monday, but parents have the option if they want to keep their kids home on Friday and it won't be counted as a official absence. Um, so it'll officially last two weeks. Um, and in that time, uh, the school will use that to, you know, restock on supplies and figure out how to go, how to move forward in this new world that we're living in. And then um, the school will also continue on its pre-planned spring break. Um, so that'll be a total of three weeks. So yeah, children will be out of school for three weeks. You know, many of us are working from home. I'm working from home. Um, you're I working also. from home right now. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I, you know, I think it's one thing to work from home, which po- poses a lot of challenges. There are a lot more challenges when you have one or more children at home going stir crazy. What, what do you think that people, um, you know, how, how can we expect to, educate children when parents are working from home? Or is that not the expectation? Yeah, well, that's currently the biggest question right now. And today at the press conference, when officials were announcing um, this closure, they also didn't have answers. And they were very forthcoming with, you know, we are, you know, doing this at the seat of our pants. We're still trying to figure out what, um, how to move forward. And they did express like their intent to come up with a plan and resources for parents, but they just didn't have those yet. But they did say that they're actively working on it. And when did they give any indication of when parents might get more information about what this closure is going to look like? Yeah, they were still vague on that. They said in the coming days. Um, So, you know, hopefully by Monday, there'll be some sort of answer or at least a couple more resources. And I mean, the problem is, is that not every single student has access to the internet. So, you know, there's challenges around that where if they decide to do online instruction, I mean, how do they extend that to to everyone and not just those students that are privileged enough to be able to have access to the internet? That's incredible to me that that we still have in the technological center of America, that we still have families that don't have the internet. Do, do, do Do we have any idea of how widespread that is? 
Um, I no, I I don't know if we have exact numbers, but I mean, you can assume that it's a good um, that it's a good portion of it, and you know, and maybe it's not even just internet, but it's just having like a setup and room in your house where if you're a parent who's working from home, you know, where your kid's gonna go, so they minimize their disruptions on you while you're trying to work to make ends meet. Um, and another challenge that was brought up during the press conference today is that um, there's thousands of meals that the school district gives out to students every single day. So now what's going to happen to those people whose families rely on having their kids fed in school as well? And that was another question that we didn't have an answer to today. But um, officials said that they're working on pinning down the details and how they can continue to support kids during that time. I'm speaking with reporter Trisha Tarani about the closure of San Francisco schools. We'll be right back after this. Trisha, before we went to break, you mentioned that uh, a lot of the schools uh, feed children and they give them breakfast, they give them lunch, they a huge number of um, poor and and children who don't have access to great food get it from the schools. They also provide some um, some level of child care, you know, during the day. So what is the school, does the school district have any plans yet on what to do with families that are really going to be inconvenienced by this or, or not able to cope with it? Yeah, yeah. Again, unfortunately, my response for this one as well is they're still figuring it out. Um, and, you know, with how many questions that are still unanswered really goes to show how public officials are still scrambling to get their hands around the situation and how constantly it's evolving. Um, there was one thing that they mentioned that they were looking into to see if they could like extend hours at the library. Um, uh, officials at the press conference also mentioned how there will be some, uh, you know, some staff members will be asked to come uh, into school next week. So, um, you know, it's not clear if they're being asked to be there so that they'll be um, so that, so that uh, families with extenuating circumstances can maybe leave their kids there. Um, again, it's still so up in the air of what what's going to happen. A lot of the concern about closing schools also had to do with the fear that if um, parents had to go to work, maybe grandparents and people who are at particular risk of um, being the most stricken by coronavirus would be asked to take care of children who are not don't seem to be as badly stricken by this disease, but can be vectors. Was there any advice um, from parents about that? Yeah, so they were really clear that um, public health officials recommend that families who do need to seek child care during, during the closure should absolutely avoid leaving children with older relatives or those who could be vulnerable um, to the disease. Um, and they were also clear that, you know, even though um, the kids will be at home, it's also important to keep them at home as much as you can um, to, you know, just mitigate any sort of social contact that they could have with someone who might be vulnerable. Now, you mentioned that the principals and other staff are going to be going to the schools um, to put in place procedures. And specifically, our story that Jill wrote that's available online right now on sfchronicle.com, it says one of the goals is to limit personal contact in classrooms and on the playground, which when I, I read that, I thought, oh, I don't know if they've seen children on the playground <laughs> recently. That's going to be really difficult 
to do. Yeah, I would I would imagine so. And that's another reason that they wanted to have at least two weeks before the planned spring break, because there are so many different logistics that you wouldn't normally think of, um, you know, like kids playing on the playground of how do we how do we now act in this like new reality that we have and what sort of things do we need to put in place to to make sure that everyone can be safe. Given that there's going to be a few weeks where kids are not in school, what are some measures district officials say that parents can take or what are they what are they thinking about in terms of standard standardized testing? Because that's a huge thing for public schools. Yeah. So already anticipating um, the loss in learning time that they're going to have, um, you know, school officials have um, mentioned that they they're they plan to ask the state to see if they can even cancel standardized te- standardized testing for this year. Um Another thing that they had that another idea that they're floating is even extending the school year by two weeks um, to kind of make up for that lost time. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Trisha, what do you think is the next thing we'll hear about from the school district in terms of this closure? Yeah, so hopefully we'll get some answers on, um, you know, some of the most critical ones, you know, like you had mentioned at the beginning how yesterday uh, the city sought to sort of alleviate fears that schools would be closed and saying, no, we're not going to close them. They're such an essential service. It's childcare, it's meals, it's education. Um, So, and now we're seeing that shift. Um, Hopefully we'll get some answers on how the school can still provide these quote unquote essential services to parents and families, but remotely now, Um, you know, meals obviously being um, something that would be especially pertinent Um, to get an answer around and also how can we keep kids entertained and these families that, um, you know, don't have the means to pay for childcare and need to still go to work, um, you know, what are some measures that um, the school will have in place to help these people out? Well, I know I got an email today from Common Sense Media, which is a, a nonprofit that rates media for parents and tells you, you know, what what some appropriate things and they have a long list of uh, tips and media and online learning tools for parents. Obviously, that's parents who do have that sort of access and whose parents aren't on all available home computers. But there are some pretty good resources for parents online. And I think all of us, I'll, I'll speak for every parent in San Francisco that says the next couple of weeks are definitely going to be a challenge. Um, and we look forward to emerging from all of this. Trisha. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'd like to thank Trisha Tarani for being with me today, King Kaufman for producing this episode, and everybody who's listening. Fifth Emission is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. If you like this podcast, please consider becoming a financial supporter of the largest newsroom in Northern California. You can sign up for a San Francisco Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.